Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. I am Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, coming to y'all here from beautiful Louisville, Kentucky, greatest city on earth. Never forget it. Logan Wisnowskis, unsurprisingly, is your 2022 Tarleton Award winner beating out Chris Gray of North Carolina, Sam Hanley of Penn, Brendan Nickton of Army West Point, and Connor Schellenberger of Virginia for the autumn. Wanted to hop in here to talk a little bit about that. You, you know, first of all, congratulations to Logan a, a really, you know, phenomenal season that he had there. And, you know, all day leading up to this, I've I, I kind of been thinking, th- this is... So, first of all, 18-0 and season. You rewrite the Maryland record book, essentially. Program record in career points. Program record in points in a season. Program record in career goals. 2022 Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. National Champion. Tournament MVP. And now your Tarleton Award winner. Really a, a, a phenomenal and outstanding season. One of the best seasons we've ever seen. I think the crazy part about this is, and this is kind of twofold here, A, a guy who he beat, Chris Gray, is the all-time leading point scorer in NCAA tournament history. Think about that for a second. Logan Wisnowskis was on the same stage as Chris Gray who broke Lyle Thompson's record. And Chris Gray's not the guy who won it. That's crazy. And I think that tells you, just just in that alone, how special of a season Logan Wisnowskis had, how, and to an extent, how special a season Maryland had. Because let's be honest, I think if Carolina gets in the tournament, and if they even get to the quarterfinals, I think Chris Gray wins this award as a career award. But Logan Wisnowskis, to have the season he had, rewriting the Maryland record book, essentially leading this team to a national title, and caps it off with a 12-10 award. But he does it a year after Jared Bernhardt basically does the same thing minus the national championship. The only thing Jared Bernhardt did not do last year was win the national championship. That is the only thing that he didn't do on this list. He rewrote the Maryland record book, broke the program record for points, which Wisnowskis comes behind a year later and does it, you know, beats his old teammate's record. 
That's crazy. That is insane. And I think it speaks to, you know, two things. And, and, and this is kind of what I want to talk about on here is neither Wisnowskis nor Bonehart were guys. I think Bonehart to a, to a, was this to a lesser extent, at least last year. I think prior to last year, not so much. But Wisnowskis certainly is there a quieter Tarleton winner than Logan Wisnowski's? Yes, he was the he's the program leader all time in, in Maryland history in points and in goals. And he set the program record for points in a season. That is a massive achievement. He was the Big Ten player of the year offensively. He was the NCAA, uh, you know, tournament champion. Helped lead this team to a title. That is all very significant. But when you think of Maryland lacrosse, I don't know this season how many people thought automatically Logan Wisnowskis. Certainly he's the top name when you look at the stat sheet, and he's the top name when you're going through Maryland's personnel. But this team was so deep and so dangerous that Wisnowskis didn't have to do, and I want to frame this correctly, like, so he had 5.72 points per game. 3.38 goals per game. He was held to one goal only once, which was against Penn State. He had four assists in that game as well, by the way. And he had a 48% shooting percentage. Mind you, who else he had on his team? Keegan Kahn, Jonathan Donville, Anthony DeMeo, Kyle Long, and Eric Malva. And I could go down and down this list. Owen Murphy. I mean, that is Daniel Maltz. That's crazy. That, that, that is crazy. He had those statistics with this offense. This is one of the best offenses that we've seen in college across in a while. This is one of the best teams we've seen in college cross in a while since 2006, I would say, in Virginia. The fact that Wisnowskis did this is insane. And the fact that he did it quietly, and I'm doing air quotes here, quietly, is insane as well. And back to what I was mentioning a minute ago, is I think that speaks to a lot of things. Certainly what we just talked about the deepness of this team, the fact that like Wisnowskis could have said, hey, guys, I'm going to take a day off. You know, y'all can handle it. And they could have. They, they could have. He could have said, coach, I'm going to take a couple days off, go to the beach, you know, let these other guys handle it. 
But he came out and he showed up every single day. He put up over two points per game all season long. Continued to produce at a high level. But because so many other players on that team also produced at such a high level on any given day, Wisnowskis was not given that, you know, magnificent spotlight that we often see from the best player on the best team in college. Thus, Logan Wisnowskis was the best player on the best team in college cross, but he was probably the quietest player in terms of the greats this season because of how much was around him, how much else was on that roster. And I mentioned a minute ago, Jared Bonehart was that to an extent, but I think Wisnowskis even to, to a different level. I think by the time at least that the NCAA tournament rolled around in 2021, you kind of knew you know, Jared Bonehart is Maryland. But it wasn't necessarily a one-man show at all. But by it, it's just that by that time, he had, and he was a, a 12-10 finalist in 2019 as well. So I think that also helped him, that he already had that name notoriety. Wisnowskis certainly had the name notoriety, I'm not saying that, but being on that stage prior I think put Bernhardt into maybe a level um, up. Like he started last season a level up than, uh, you know, Wisnowski started this season at, if we want to say that. It really, a phenomenal season that he had there, a phenomenal season for the Terrapins. Uh, but again, a, 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 a team that, like Wisnowskis could have said, guys, I'm going to take a day off. He didn't. Um, and he has the season that he did. And, you know, doing it a year after Bernhardt does what he does, that's, I mean, that's crazy. And I know you're going to have some people say, well, they did it in five years. Yes, that, that that's true. Um, however, it's not a full five years. He, had what five games that 2020 season so you know it's not a full five use but okay they had a couple extra games um but if you look at and people said this about chris gray um about him breaking the 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 all-time points record if you go back and you look at how many games some of those other guys below him played um, and I know he didn't play in the tournament this year, unfortunately, but he's actually, like, against the guys that he beat uh, because they played in the tournament and because Gray only played, like, what, five, six games in 2020. It, it, it pretty much evens out. Um, it, it evens out. It's around the same number. It, it's not, like, a drastic difference. It's not like this guy played 20-plus more games than this guy. Um, and when, when you really look at it, it it's more like five, uh, you know, maybe nine at the most, I believe, um, in, in terms of, you know, you look at the top of those record books at those different schools at the NCAA level as a whole. It, it's not really that much of a difference. Um, 
that you know some people make it out to be uh this this gland just this massive gap in the amount of games that were played um and like you have to mention like there were times prior to you know i'd say probably 2010 prior to the 2000s certainly where teams didn't play as many games as they do now um but there's also time instances you see where teams played more games than they did now so in the end with records and with record books and 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 how many games played between team between teams and players and whatnot it it all kind of evens out now last little bit i want to touch on here with logan wasnowskis winning the twarton is he's the third twarton winner at maryland all three of those guys have been number one. And Maryland is now tied with Syracuse and Virginia in terms of most uh, award winners. Syracuse has three, obviously Mikey Powell, 2002-2004. And then in 2008, you had Mike Lavelli, uh, Virginia, had Chris Rotelli in 2003, 2006 you had Matt Ward, and then 2011 you had Steele Stanwick. Maryland, you know, this award was started in 2001. Doug Shanahan out of Hofstra wins the first Twarleton. Maryland didn't have a Twarleton winner until 2017. And I know I just said there's only two other schools that have had three. But still, for a program like Maryland of that stature, it seems kind of crazy that they didn't have one until 2017. Joe Walters was their only um, finalist until Matt Lambert won it, actually, which is, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh Walters was the finalist there in 2006 as well when Matt Ward won. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy as well to think about how good Maryland lacrosse is and has been. Um, but I think this just speaks to the dominance of Maryland over, over the past decade plus. I mean, John Tillman has, has, has taken Maryland, which was already a, a blue blood, and just somehow, some way, raised them to an even bigger level. Um, and, you know, 2017 Matt Lambeau, 2021 Jared Bernhardt, 2022 Logan Wisnowskis. 2018, 2019 are the only two. So out of the last four uh, or five full seasons, three of them have seen a Maryland Terrapin win the Twarleton Award. Let me say that again. Out of the past five full seasons, so minus 2020, where they didn't have one, a Maryland Terrapin has won the Twarleton Award. Talk about dominance. Talk about, and I know we talked about on the other uh, the the other day, how many championship weekend appearances Maryland has been to? 
And now they've got the 1210 awards to match it. Not exactly match it, but no, to, to stack on top of that resume. It, it, it is simply a, a, a dominant stretch for Maryland. And it speaks a lot to just how good this program has been. It speaks a lot to how well John Tillman has done at not only getting Maryland to the top, but keeping them there. His first year, and, and this was already a good program, this was already a blue blood program that had their eyes set on Memorial Day each and every season. He has expounded upon that and has made this truly the best program in college across, hands down. The best program in college across. And three out of the past five, four seasons, the best player in college lacrosse has come from the best program. A, a truly, truly remarkable stretch here for the Terrapins. Matt Lambeau, 2017, Jerry Bernhardt, 2021, and in 2022, Logan Wisnowskis. Congratulations to Logan and Maryland for a fantastic season. That is it for today's show. As always, connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. LacrosseBucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. Summer is coming up. We will have summer content coming up soon. Uh, we'll be pushing that out over the next few weeks. Uh, might take a week or two off of the podcast, uh, but we'll. You know, come back strong and uh, got a lot of fun stuff planned for the summer. So stay tuned for that. 